Welcome to the Focus Forward Business Podcast from SturdyMcKee.com. Hey, I'm here with Kim Addis. She's the founder of at Frame of Mind Coaching, which she started back in 2005, and where she works with executives and entrepreneurs to develop the skills of deliberate thought that top performers in, instantly access to use to drive their success. Um, Kim, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you being here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. That would be awesome. Um, so will you please tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So as, as you mentioned, I run a, an executive coaching company called Frame of Mind Coaching. I've been doing that for the past 18 years. And we coach uh, what I call the highly driven population, executives, leaders, entrepreneurs from all over the world. I have a team of coaches in Canada and the U.S., and we use what I call the frame of mind coaching methodology to coach these people. And it's a little unique. It's a little different. It's something that I created, and it's uh, very effective. But very recently, um, we started to notice that a lot of our clients were struggling with their young adult kids. And we started to notice that our, um, our corporate or our, our business clients were also struggling to retain their younger employees. And so we actually also launched a new service called the Journal That Talks Back. And that's specifically coaching for young professionals designed to help companies with their retention, with some of the tensions that they experience uh, with a younger generation, figuring out how to engage them, how to keep them happy, how to address some of the emotional turmoil they're having, all of that. Well, yeah, that's, that's huge. Cause I think we're up to what five generations in the workplace now, potentially. Yeah. Which is... And, the, and, and the, the gap is becoming harder and harder to bridge because these yeah. generations have very different values, very different expectations, very different drivers and uh, they're not reconciling with Grady's. Right, right. Yeah. So frame of, frame of Mind Coaching isn't your first or, or your only business. So how did you get started in your own business? What kind of drew you and led you down that path? What led me to Frame of Mind Coaching? Um, well, to okay, business in general, running and owning so, your own businesses. So I, I think that, you know, every person is wired differently, but I'm one of those people that is unemployable. I'm simply not designed <laughs> to work for someone else. Uh, I think it's in my DNA. My father was, uh, was an entrepreneur and many, many family members run their own businesses. So I think it's just, uh, to be honest, genetic. Um, but I, yeah, I think frame of mind coaching is my third business. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's definitely part of uh, how I grew up and how I'm wired. Uh, my first business is uh, I owned a balloon building company. So we used to okay. uh, build balloon <laughs> decorations for people's parties, weddings, that kind of thing. I was very young. I was 21 years old. And I would go and talk to brides who were getting ready to get married about how they should decorate their events. And uh, it was really funny because at the time I didn't wear glasses. And I, and I thought, you know what, if I wear glasses, I'll appear a little older and they'll take me a little more seriously and I'll close more sales. Did it work? It did. It did. I, I think my closing, <laughs> my closing rate way back then was something like 95%. I should put my glasses back on, right? I, think um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you've said one of the premises you work from is that thought precedes action and the mastery of thought is the key to extraordinary success. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So you know, every time you look at what you do, whatever it is you do and whatever it is you don't do, 
what is preceded by that is a thought. And, and so how it works is the thoughts you have over and over again, form your beliefs and your beliefs really regulate your life. And unfortunately, most of that regulation is happening unconsciously. And so we have all these beliefs that we've grown up with, that we've inherited, that we've taken on, that we've embraced as a result of all of our experiences. And those beliefs drive our next actions. And sometimes those actions are completely in opposition to our desires, but we have no awareness of it. And so my job is to help people become far more aware of the beliefs they have and how they think and how those beliefs drive their actions or inactions to explain the results they're getting in their lives. And so if you're not happy with the results you're getting, it's super important for us to really dig in and examine the thinking you have and the beliefs you have that are leading you to actions that are yielding less than stellar results. So I have a lot of ideas. I've learned something about this kind of that background. I, I want to explore that a little bit with, with our audience. You, you mentioned that these belief systems, a lot of the values and beliefs kind of come from our upbringing. And I, and it, it's interesting to me, fascinating to me that, you know, we didn't choose any of that. None of us, right. Where we were born, what nationality, you know, socioeconomic, gender, race, you name it. And then we have to, how well we do in our first couple of decades of life generally is a, and how adaptive we are to those circumstances. Right. And how do we, how, how do you work with people to think about that and to, to ask that question, is this serving me? Is this something that I, that I really do want to hang on to and identify as or with? <laughs> Sorry, my dog just got wrapped in the curtain. No, she got herself out, but I saw her spinning and twisting. Sorry. Um, anyway, so how do you explore that idea of these things that you've kind of adapted to and and taken on perhaps and maybe yeah. even identify with and and whether that's serving well, all there, of us as we're moving forward yeah so so the first step in the process is let's see what it is that's going on inside of you let's see what your beliefs are let's see how you think let's see how you react to things let's really take a look at what your knee-jerk reaction is and how you process your experiences and how you make certain things mean something to you and what those meanings are about. So the first part of it is let's examine, let's do some analysis, let's do some observation. And the way that we do it at Frame of Mind Coaching is that we ask our clients to journal in an online journal every single day for the first 10 weeks of their coaching period. And they're doing that uh, every single day, no vacations, no weekends, no anything. So at the beginning of the week, they get a journaling question or a prompt. And every time they journal, their journal goes to their coach who then reads and responds to their journal by asking more questions, by going deeper, by reflecting, by challenging, by um, you know looking at what they're writing and kind of sometimes going, how does this connect with that, right? But all that data allows us to pick up patterns that we wouldn't see otherwise. And what we're looking at is how do you behave in a series of circumstances? Are you behaving the same way here as you are there? And how do you think about these things differently? What do you believe to be true about yourself, about the world at large, about how important you are, how capable you are, how likely it is that you are going to succeed, uh, how people treat you, et cetera. 
And all of that information allows us to really look at the deeper level beliefs. And then we say, okay, so you're trying to achieve this, but you believe that. Let's just put it on in front of us. Do they match, right? Do they go together? And if not, does this belief serve you? Is it even true? Where did it come from? Does it still hold up? And is, will it allow you to get to where you want to go? And if it won't allow you to get to where you want to go, how does this belief need to get, I call it traded up? How do you trade up this mm -hmm. belief in order to get to where you want to go? And how do you start to poke holes in some of these beliefs? Because once you start poking holes in the beliefs, they're easier to let go of. Mm -hmm. No, so that's, 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 that's awesome. what we do. Okay, very cool. Um, so you wrote an article, you wrote an article called the seven thinking traps that leaders encounter. And I, I really enjoyed it by the way. Um, number one on your list though, is tunnel vision. So would you explore a little bit of what the hazards of tunnel vision are and what a business owner can do about it? Yeah, for sure. So, so tunnel vision is when you get your mind focused in one area and it could be like, you're convinced of something, whatever that thing is, it could be, you have only one goal in mind and it can only go one way and there's only one way to get there right so you, you're and television can be useful sometimes right when you have sure. when you have a short-term thing you need to achieve but tunnel vision can limit your options tunnel vision can limit your ability to work with diversity it can limit your ability to uh, find solutions. It can limit your ability to be resourceful, right? Because you think to yourself, it can only go one way. And if it looks any different than what I have in my brain, I can't cope. And so tunnel vision reduces adaptability fundamentally. And that's a huge problem. So what do we do about it? If um, we find ourselves there? Yeah. So one of the things that I like to do with clients is I like to say, okay, like, what's your goal? Okay. And what is it that you believe to be true about this goal or about reaching this goal or any factor associated with it? So for example, if it's a new business owner who says, hey, or an aspiring business owner who says, hey, you know, I'm thinking of starting a business, but you can't start a business without money, right? That's like a very specific picture that prevents them from taking any action if they feel that they don't have the money at hand. So now, right. right, they're not looking for other solutions. They're not looking for other alternatives. So I ask them to say, to, to ask themselves, even take a piece of paper and a pen, I'm a huge fan of journaling, is ask yourself, what do I believe to be true about my ability to start a business? And if one of the beliefs is, in order for me to start a business, I need to have X number of dollars, ask yourself, is that true? Can I do it any other way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, have other people done it before money? me? Right. Have other people done it right. before me? Can I do it without the money? Can I get the money from people? Is it, you know, I can't ask this person and that person. Is it true? Is it true that you can't ask this person and that person? Are there other right. people you can ask? So what we're trying to do is really push back on some of the limited thinking that we come to the table with that we're not aware of. So again, the huge part of the process is writing it down so we become aware of the unconscious beliefs we have that we just operate with as though they are true. 
Right. They become assumptive. Exactly. We don't question or challenge. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's awesome. And those well, assumptive beliefs are so like they are our Achilles heel in all yeah. areas of life. Yeah. And the I'm sure I'm sure anybody listening is also going through this, but I'm like in my head, I'm going through, oh no, oh no, oh no. There are all these parts right. and pieces and things I've done. Um cool. So another thinking trap that you list that I think is particularly relevant to business owners, and, and I was about to say younger, newer, but I'm not sure that's entirely accurate. I think it can happen at any phase, but is is isolation. And it's something that we can all relate to and we've all been in or are in, what are the risks of that? And then again, how can isolation be avoided? Well, I think isolation is emotionally painful, right? For starters, uh, what it does is it says, hey, we're in this alone. There's nobody around us. We can't share the burden of whatever it is we're thinking, feeling, or experiencing. And so we're lifting by ourselves. And what that means is that we're, again, once again, not being resourceful, not exploring different options or ways of thinking about things, but also not sharing both the difficulty and the opportunity or the the wins. And so we're experiencing a lot of life just on our own. And so we know, particularly for business owners, we cannot succeed as individual business owners. We're, you know, that's, we're not growing a business in that way. We need a team Mm -hmm. around us. We need to share. We need to extract ideas from people around us who are perhaps smarter in the areas that we aren't so smart in. Like we need that. And so what isolation does is it siphons things off. It siphons us off from being, you know, socially satisfied and Mm -hmm. uh, supported, but it siphons off um, ourselves intellectually as well and uh, does not permit greater ideas, greater problem solving, greater decision-making, greater opportunity to everything. So that isolation, literally it cuts us off and also creates a a bottleneck for us personally and professionally. I found it's really easy to fall into that. I mean, even, and I guess what's interesting to me is now being a solopreneur, I don't ha- I don't have the same sense of isolation that I did as a business owner with 50 employees, which Why is that? also what changed. Well, exactly, because I'm interacting with people that I can share with and be more open with and collaborate with and stuff on a much grander scale than being feeling responsible for all of these people, all of these lives, all of these incomes and the you know the patients, customers beyond the employees and all the rest of it. And um, and even with a business partner or you know, a few people you can talk to, you know, a lot of business owners are in the position where they can't talk to their friends, their friends can't relate to their experience because they're employees somewhere. And they just don't have the same shared type of experience. Um, I found a coach helped a lot with that. I found that organizations of other entrepreneurs really helped with that. And, you know, especially early on when I was feeling really far more isolated, what, what do you, what are other options? Yeah, I mean, uh, coaching is amazing. Being part of like a mastermind group of sorts is also Mm -hmm. amazing. There are many of them out there. You have um, here in Canada, there's Tech Canada, there's uh, Mackay, there's EO. If you're in the States, Mm -hmm. there's Vistage, there's also EO, there's just there's YPO. Mm -hmm. There are so many organizations available that are very, very helpful. But also, you're right, speaking to a coach is useful because sometimes when you speak to a coach, you can let down your guard right? What you Mm -hmm. described is like, hey, I had a company with 50 people, 
And what you didn't say is that in that role, I had a certain set of beliefs about what I was allowed and not allowed to share, what was appropriate sure. and what was not appropriate. And so I held it in, I held it together. Because I believe right. that if I really shared what was going on with me, that would be a bad move. For sure. And there, I mean, there was a progression over time. I think, you know, and that's one of the things I work with people on too, is the transparency. The last, well, how transparent were you? Ultimately, it was almost everything, like especially having to do with the business financials, you know, just about everything short of pace, pay and salaries, even though we had a clear structure for that. Um, yeah, it, but that was an evolution over time. You know, that took 15, yeah. 20 years to get to. Um, so that was not, definitely was not the place where we started out or where I started out, you know, mentally or in, in any other way. Right. And so. transparency um, kind of lightens up your load in a way. It does. Right? It, it does. It, it's, it certainly does. And then it helps bring people together, unifies them when, even when times are rough, even when things aren't going well. Or maybe especially when things aren't going well. That's right. But, I mean, COVID hit. We had to be transparent instantly, right? Because we could no <laughs> yes. longer operate the way we were operating before. And I think every yeah, single it, company had to con contend with that. It was yeah, any veils that remained. Exactly. Right. Right. They had to. Got they had away. to be dismantled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're right. Immediately, you know. Yeah, we had it, what, March 16th, everything shut down here in San Francisco, and March 20th, we had a new pay structure, and everybody right. knew why, exactly. you know, um, yeah, cr crazy, crazy, crazy changes, but um, cool, well, before we wind up, wind, wind down completely, is there anything else, any other thoughts that you want to leave us with, anything that's come to mind? Yeah, as we I think, I think what's really important is, like, if you're listening, and you're thinking, okay, I have this challenge, whatever that challenge is, it could be personal, it could be professional, it could be with your employees, it could be raising funds, it could be strategic. Um, what I'd love for you to do is write down your challenge, just literally take a piece of paper and a pen or a computer and write it down, write down your challenge. Here's my challenge. And then the next question you want to ask yourself is what do I believe to be true about this challenge? Write down all the beliefs, even the ones that you think are irrelevant or unconnected. Right. Write them all down. Take a step away, then come back and look at those beliefs and say, do these beliefs need to be true? Are they true? Can something else possibly be true? And in that process, you will start to solve your problems, solve some of the challenges, look at things a lot differently, realize that there's not only one way to, to address a challenge and that in the, in the ability or the, the examination of your beliefs, you will find creative so solutions. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been incredibly useful for me. I hope our listeners too, but I really, really enjoyed um, our conversation. Thanks. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, Kim. Take care. Thank you for listening.